Hello, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm your host, Carly McBride. Before we get started, here's a reminder. Make sure you are subscribed to Order Up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast platform, so all our new releases go automatically into your podcast feed. Today, I am so excited to announce that we are bringing back our CEO mini-series with Michelle Corsmo, National Restaurant Association President and CEO, and CEO of the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. You may remember Michelle joined us as a guest host last September. She spoke with industry leaders about key topics and priorities across the industry, like political advocacy, workforce attraction and retention, and creating inclusive workplaces. If you missed those episodes, we'll be sure to link them in today's show notes. For the next few episodes, Michelle rejoins us as a guest host to speak directly with our members about key industry topics and issues. These discussions will take place over a three-part mini-series beginning today. Be sure to tune in and subscribe so you don't miss any of these valuable discussions. Today, Michelle is joined by two special guests. Joining us today is Kent Walrack, former EVP and Chief Strategy Officer of Lions Magnus and former chair of the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation, and also James Fripp, Chief Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging Officer for Yum! Brands and also the 2023 chair of the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. As you can imagine, these guests come with valuable insights about how to advance the restaurant and food service industry and its workforce. So, Kent and James, we are thrilled to welcome you to the podcast today. James, welcome back to you. James joined us last February for our most downloaded episode ever, talking about building trust through authentic relationships. We will link that episode in today's show notes as well if you'd like to listen back. So without further ado, let's get started. Michelle, I'll hand the hosting duties over to you to talk about the Educational Foundation with Kent and James. Thank you so much, Carly. Thrilled to be here in an industry that's all about serving others. The National Restaurant Association's Educational Foundation stands out in its work really positively impacting so many who find restaurants to be a place where they can build a life and a career, all while having wonderful engagement with the people that they serve. At its core, the foundation's programming delivers on three things, career exploration, work readiness, and career advancement. Career exploration is about career and technical education for students through our ProStart program, primarily. Our work readiness helps people prepare for jobs in the restaurant industry and serves a number of important constituencies, including those who are justice involved through our HOPES program, young adults needing training and guidance, and some work with the military. Career advancement has been an exciting area of growth for us in our apprenticeship offerings that serve so many, including our important work on DEI and A, to increase leadership positions for underrepresented communities and people of color. I'm so proud of all of the work that happens in the foundation and great to have Kent and James here with us today because both of you can talk about the amazing work of the foundation from your perspectives as leaders and champions of our programming. With that, Kent, I want to start with you. Can you take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Thank you, Michelle. And I appreciate the opportunity to participate in this podcast to discuss the amazing NRAEF and all that it does for the food service industry. 
As Carly mentioned, I am a retired executive from Lions Magnus, who is a food manufacturer for the food service industry. I spent 38 years with Lions and served as its president and chief operating officer for 12 of those years. During my tenure at Lions, I became a board member of the National Restaurant Association in 2015. As an NRA board member, I was introduced to the NRAF and was immediately sold on this foundation's mission for the food service industry, which was creating pathways of opportunity for people everywhere. I was elected the NRAF treasurer in 2020, became the vice chair in 2021, and served as chairman in 2022. I now serve as a past chair of the NRAF and get to watch James and the fabulous NRAF team continue to excel and grow the mission of the foundation. Thanks again, Michelle, for the invitation to take part in this exciting podcast. It's great to have you here, Kent. You didn't talk about one of the things that you did while you were at Lions that supports the foundation, and that is the special sauces. Can you take a moment to tell us about those sauces? Yeah, I'd love to. When I went to my first Pro Start competition, which was in Anaheim, California, I was so impressed with the talent of the students and what they were creating during the competition that when everything was said and done and everyone packed up all their wares and went home, I felt something was missing. And what I summed up was, is that there was an opportunity there to use the talent of those kids to come up with a strategy and how to raise money for the foundation to support the mission. And so from that, I invited students from Bonita High School in Laverne, California, and Bright CT out of Sacramento, and they brought about 12 students down to our facility in uh, Fresno, California, and we hosted an innovation day. And so we walked the students around our facility, taught them all about manufacturing food products, showed them the processes, and then brought them into our culinary center. And we utilized their efforts to help design some sauces that we were going to license under the Pro Start name and sell them to the restaurant industry. And the students were just amazing to work with. We came up with six different flavors. We got all the commercialization done. We licensed it with the NRAF. We got some great branding on the sauces and we launched it. And we really didn't know how they were going to do. And if we sold 10,000 cases in the first year, I thought we'd be thrilled to death. And lo and behold, we ended up selling 84,000 cases. Amazing. And got in some of the national chains were using the products and supporting the program. And so since we've started it, it's generated over uh, $200,000 in supporting the NRAF and it continues to be sold today. So that was just something that we got started to really, to use the talent of the kids to help the program. So thanks for asking. No, thank you for sharing that because I don't think that we can talk about you and your background without that really important story. Thanks, Kent. Yeah, thank you. James, why don't you take some time to introduce yourself to our listeners? Welcome back. Sure. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, it's um, again, James Fripp, uh, Chief Equity Inclusion Belonging Officer for Young Brands. And um, wow, I've been with my organizations for a long, long time. And I'll share a little bit more about that a little bit later in the conversation. But suffice to say, I have the honor and privilege to lead our equity inclusion belonging here at Young Brands across all of our brands in the globe to include Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, and the Habit Burger Grill. And really, really um, 
especially in this moment in time, in this day and age, this work couldn't be more important to not just our brands, but to the industry as a whole, given that a large, large number of our employees are women and underrepresented people of color. And so very, very excited about the work that we do. Equally as excited about the work that uh, we're doing at the uh, Education Foundation and the association holistically. And I also have the honor and privilege to be um, the chair of the uh, board for the NRAEF for this year. So I can't complain. Life is great. The opportunities that this industry has afforded me personally, and again, I'll share a little bit more about that a little bit later, is fantastic. And the work that I've had the honor of supporting with the Education Foundation is off the charts, and I'll share a little bit more about that as well. Why don't you go into that, James? You're the current chair. You know, I started by talking about a couple of the core capabilities of the foundation at this stage in its life. Talk more about the mission and really those key priorities of the foundation that you're leading right now. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, and this was as we got into the Education Foundation, I learned more about it. I fell in love with the foundation's mission. And in the bottom line is the mission is to build and nurture a sustainable workforce, the very heart and soul of our industry. With the help of our many supporters, we're changing lives, developing our industry's future leaders and improving the communities where we work and live. Now, the programs in and of themselves are designed to help people from all backgrounds pursue their dreams and build successful futures. We prepare high school students for restaurant jobs and careers. We provide scholarships to anyone who wants to work in our industry. We help our military, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, Michelle, we help our military service members transition into the industry as well. We help operators hire and retain their employees through apprenticeship, a free program supported by the Department of Labor, which is a huge win for the uh, Education Foundation. And we build pathways to independence for justice-involved individuals through job skills, training, and employment opportunities. So all that being said, I'm proud to say that all these programs are incredibly impactful and designed to support our workforce and advance our industry. And they really are making a difference. And all of that comes with planning. Kent, you are a former chair. And as a former chair of the foundation, you played a large role in developing the foundation's five-year plan. You know, the work we're doing today is because of that planning. Can you talk a little bit about some of the biggest successes we've had in the last five years? Yeah, absolutely. Since my involvement with the NREF, it's been very impressive to watch this organization, which when I got started with it, it was generated about $5 million of revenue a year. And over the just the past five or so years here, it's grown to over $20 million in revenue and marching forward. It's just been incredible to see that kind of growth record. I mean, that's better growth than any company or industry in the United States. So to have that kind of success is <laughs> that's right. yeah, it's truly amazing. But the plan set the stage for the foundation to rapidly expand and increase its impact under the leadership of the NRAF President Rob Gifford and his amazing team. We added two new apprenticeship programs, grew ProStart to 165,000 students, awarded nearly $1 million in scholarships annually, and are training over 200 military service members for the restaurant careers each year. We also launched Restaurants Ready and Hopes, which are two programs that are really taking off. Restaurant Ready provides job skills training through our partnerships with community-based organizations and state restaurant associations. HOPES, which stands for Hospitality Opportunities for People Re-Entering Society, 
helps to train individuals re-entering society by partnering with community-based organizations, departments of corrections, and state restaurant associations. The fact that the foundation really built this new skill set of grant writing for government uh, programs with regards to creating career training is truly one of the uh, stepping stones to our future growth of the foundation. They've, the team's really done a great job with that skill set. Michelle, can I build on Kent's comment there? Please. That was, um, I guess we'd call it a game changer. This whole notion of the Department of Labor and the programs there, the funding that is available and what I've learned is there's so many funding opportunities that folks just aren't aware of. And all folks need to do is tap into that. And what I'm super proud of is what the Education Foundation, Rob and Allison and the team, the work that they've done to find those new avenues and create even more opportunities for folks has just been off the charts. And again, I think it's just been a game changer for the Education Foundation. I think so, too. And when you talk about the game changer, it's the avenues of support for all of the people that are going through the programs. I mean, as we're able to expand the reach, I love what's happening with HOPES and our ability to work with the state restaurant associations and other community-based organizations to give skills to people who are justice-involved re-entering society and the ability to know where they're going when they're coming out of their involvement in the justice system and have a place to be where they can succeed and know that they've got the training necessary to do a great job in those roles is just tremendous, right? Tremendous for them and tremendous for the industry that wants and needs those individuals to come and be a part of our teams. You know, that's one example, I think, of some of the impact that we're having. And another great avenue for the association is the work that we do through our ProStart program, which is designed to train high school students. This year, we are fresh off of our national ProStart invitational competition. It's such an exciting event where we're bringing together all of the state champions in a national competition. And hard to remember that these are high school students coming together to compete. Kent, I'd love for you to chat about what types of trainings the ProStart participants are receiving and a little bit more on how big the impact of this program is on that next generation of restaurant workers. Yeah, we'd love to. This is such an impressive program. ProStart is a two-year program offered at 1,850 high schools and career and technical education centers nationwide that teaches culinary techniques and restaurant management skills. And each year, the National Pro Start Invitational is held, and it features two competitions, culinary and management. The culinary competition requires students' teams to prepare a three-course meal in 60 minutes using only two butane burners without access to running water or electricity. Teams are evaluated on taste, teamwork, safety and sanitation, food costing, presentation, and other skills. In the management competition, teams develop a business proposal for an original restaurant concept and present it to a panel of industry judges. The students are then asked to solve the types of challenges restaurant managers face on a daily basis. The top five teams, both the management and culinary competitions will be awarded scholarships to pursue their post-secondary education. So if your restaurant or company isn't involved with your local ProStart program, you need to. 
It's a great way to introduce our next generation of leaders to the industry. And who knows, you may end up hiring some ProStart students after they graduate. That's right, you might. In fact, it's interesting to be involved with some of the ProStart graduates and see what they're doing now. I'll share a couple of my favorite stories and Kent, you may have a couple of great stories about students, but, you know, we've had uh, Chef Lakeisha Hunter on the podcast before. She's a ProStart graduate. She's talked a lot about her experience in Chicago and how ProStart really gave her direction and gave her a place where she knew she could succeed. She had a ProStart educator who believed in her which for so many of us is really all we need is that one person to believe in us. And now Chef Kay is doing that with so many in her foundation called Rise Above the Ordinary. The other thing I would say is if anybody's in Chicago and you have a chance to go to Chef Kay's food truck, that jerk spot, you must run to do so because her jerk chicken is unbelievable. I think she actually took pictures of me when I was eating it for the first time with my eyes wide and the juice running down my chin. It was so absolutely fabulous and fun to think and hear her talk about it as a chef. Like I was talking about the wonderful flavor in the chicken and she talked about how she shreds the chicken so that that jerk flavor gets on more of the protein than if the chicken wasn't shredded. So you can see that skill of a really talented chef coming through in the flavors that she's providing. And I'd like to believe that those are skills that Chef Kay developed while she was in ProStart. And I think she'd probably say the same. Do you have other great stories about students, Kent? Yes, I've uh, thought a lot about this question because I've had so many uh, amazing experiences because I've attended about probably seven national competitions now. And I think what it boils down to is the learnings that I've had from discussing the competition with the students after they've performed. I've made it a kind of a point to hang around and then I would see the uh, students in the arena afterwards and I'd just walk up and introduce myself and start talking to them. And, you know, the things that you've learned from about their impact on, you know, this program, giving them direction in life. Right. Teaching them life skills of everything you can imagine with regards to what they're going to need in their future careers. So I think as these kids, when they're in high school, you know, where nobody really truly knows what they want to be when they grow up in life at that point in time. Right. To see all of these students totally focused on now they know where they're going. Yeah, that's right. And that is just such a, an impressive impact you can have on a individual person. Now you're thinking that you're doing that with 165,000 students every year and turning them to the workforce. I mean, that's, it's just such an incredible achievement that, you know, we need really to continue to spread this word. So that's why I'm so thankful about this podcast that we can get this information out and make everybody aware of the great things we're doing here. Yeah, and it's fun. I remember a great conversation I had with the champions from Michigan at this year's National Pro Start Invitational. And, you know, they don't know necessarily if they're going to go into the culinary field or into the business of restaurants, but there's no doubt that they have a tremendous confidence in their skills and what they're able to achieve because of the programming that they went through. So we may not get 
all 165 Pro Start students that were in the program this year into the restaurant industry, but there's no doubt that there are 165,000 students that have a lot to feel confident about, and that's a great thing. So Kent, you talked about how you've been with the association and the foundation in a leadership role for a long time now. And you said that when you were really first exposed to the foundation, that that was it. You were hooked. You were all in. I know you are a tremendous champion for the foundation. What advice do you have for other industry executives on what they can do to make a difference through the foundation and our work? Well, first and foremost, it's a win-win situation for both parties. So it is absolutely a must for anybody that's in the food service industry to want to get involved in this program that we're building the future of our industry. I tell them you'll be making a big difference in the lives of today's and tomorrow's restaurant leaders and helping ensure we have a thriving restaurant food service and hospitality industry for years to come. Once you've seen someone's dream come true, or watch a former ProStart student open their own restaurant, you'll know it is all worth it. And I've been at, uh, like last year, the state of California ProStart competition, and they had a guest speaker for all of the students. And it was exactly that, a graduate of the ProStart program in California who had just recently opened her brand new restaurant in Southern California. And to watch her stand up in front of everyone and tell her story I mean, these kids, they just thought she was a rock star. She is a rock star. Yeah, that she pulled this off. Yeah. And so to get all of restaurant owners and food manufacturers, food distributors, the whole supply chain here needs to be exposed to it. And they would all get heavily involved in supporting just such a great mission for our industry. Yeah, it is really tremendous. And again, one of the things that I think is so important about the work of the foundation is spreading the message to so many that this is a place where they can find success and really build wonderful careers. James, I know you probably didn't think that you were going to build a career in the restaurant industry, but you certainly have. Let's talk a little bit about workforce and the importance of building that strong workforce. We know the foundation programs are really there for that and for providing career opportunities for people from all walks of life. What's next for the foundation? How is it continuing to grow and develop new programs so that we can create even more pathways for opportunity? Yeah, I think what's next is, first of all, to continue to focus on the five-year vision, mission, and strategy dedicated to creating pathways of opportunity for people everywhere, for attracting talent by providing information and inviting exploration into our amazing industry, empowering people through transformative life and work experiences, and advancing our workforce by accelerating learning and development. So effectively, our goal remains the same make a positive impact on both current and future restaurant workers, our communities, and the restaurant industry. Another area I'd like to mention is the foundation's work to champion diversity, equity, and inclusion, what I do for a living. Just last year, the foundation collaborated with um, our affiliate group, the Multicultural Food Service and Hospitality Alliance, or as we lovingly call it, MFHA, to create and launch the Elevate and DEI framework for restaurants. Just amazing work that was done by Jerry Fernandez, his team, in concert with um, Cornell University. Elevate outlines best practices and guidance on how to build a more diverse, equitable, and welcoming culture. Not only is DEI the right thing to do, it plays a big part 
in how and where people decide to work. Now, this was revealed in the DEI survey and report produced by the foundation and MFHA. Future and current restaurant workers expect their company leaders to fully embrace DEI. A good example is Noodles & Company, which just won the foundation's top award for DEI leadership. DEI is a key part of the entire operation and the employers are more engaged, performing at a high level and demonstrate increased loyalty. Said differently, when we engage with DEI, they love it. And they expect it, right? They expect it from their employers to all be thinking about how are we including, how are we helping people grow in their careers? You know, I'd love for both of you to talk about this industry because one of the things that I've been struck by is what a welcoming environment it is for so many and what those pathways of opportunity look like. The restaurant industry really leads on bringing people in and keeping the barriers low. We spend a lot of time thinking about what more we can do for that pipeline, how we can continue to see more diversity in leadership. Like I said, you guys have both been around here for a while. Tell me where you've seen some of this improvement and where do you think we've got some space to grow? Yeah, well, for me, I guess I would just say that I'm a product of this industry. I mean, I started outside of a Taco Bell in beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska, where I was picking up trash and um, doing so on the weekend. And I finally worked my way inside the restaurant and, um, <laughs> and they they continue to love on and develop me and and what this industry told me and what this company has uh, done with and for me is they never told me no I couldn't do anything mm-hmm. they always said hey look what else can you do and create the opportunities to do that so much so I'm in the seat that I am in today so I'm a living product of what's possible in this industry and so I think in terms of what's working and the good things that are happening we continue to do just that inspire folks to be better, do more, and things of that nature. And in terms of things that we could potentially do better, is just get our message out. That's what can happen in this industry. Tell the stories that are out there. I'm just one person, but there's James Fripp stories everywhere across this industry. And it's very exciting. And let me end with, there's the Education Foundation that supports this industry through its different programs and things of that nature. And one I just want to highlight is the whole notion of National Pro Start Invitational. There's the kids that participate in the program, which is amazing in and of itself. But somebody has to teach those kids. And last night I was actually uh, here in Dallas at um, Pro Start Educators Program and Awards Ceremony, where we had about 150 Pro Start Educators from across the country who were attending the foundation's uh, first Pro Start Professional Development Program. And I learned so much about what these teachers commit to the industry and the love they pass on to these kids about what it takes to be a successful chef or manager. It's inspiring. It was inspiring to me to see several pro-start educations in person and hear how they build interest in pursuing jobs and careers in the industry. And perhaps even more important is what they're doing, giving our nation's young people a jump start on life. So just really doing some great things. And let me finish with, I also attended this year's Military Food Service Excellence Award Dinner in Chicago. In addition to handing out some of the very large trophies for outstanding food service across the military branches, we provided several days of training and a visit to the National Restaurant Show. These service members are our heroes in uniform. We're very interested 
and advancing their skills and preparing to transition into our industry. And when you see the quality of individuals that come out of the military and are excited about working in this industry, it's super inspiring. It is inspiring. All of those events are great. I mean, that's one of the fun things about the foundation is we get to hand out so many awards to people that deserve so much recognition for the difference that they've made in other people's lives and for what they're doing in their own work that often goes unnoticed. Right? People don't always notice the people that are nourishing everyone and making those meals that are necessary for us to have the energy to go out and do all of the things we do. So handing out the awards for sure is the fun stuff. It is indeed. All right. As we close up the program, I want to talk about what the foundation has done for each of you. You're at the points in your career where you join and participate in the foundation, I think starting as a way of giving back. You know, Kent, you talked about joining the foundation as a way of giving back, but my guess is the foundation has probably done quite a lot for you as much as you have done for the foundation. Kent, do you want to talk about how your involvement with the foundation has actually helped you? Yeah, that's a great question. And now when I think back upon it, Having been retired now for uh, about a year and a half, all of my activities in the last year and a half have been wrapped around the foundation. Mm-hmm. And when you think about whether you're going to the Pro Start Invitational or the board meetings or any of our leadership conferences, the whole universe is now of my contacts out in the industry. My communication is all centered around this whole effort all around the NRAEF. And so when you ask how important it is in your life, well, it's everything right now. So <laughs> We love that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a dream that. come true, really. And I think about what if I did not have that? You know, you can't play golf seven yeah. days a week. The body can't take it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm truly, truly enjoying it. And uh, I think you need to create a new level of pass, pass chair. So we, I can, think we, we can work on that. Okay. Uh, we can I work on that it. because again, yeah. this is what's important is that you need to keep doing things that really have a positive impact on other people's lives and your involvement in the foundation does that. Absolutely does. I'm so glad to hear that we are the center of your world, Kent. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, James, how has your involvement in the foundation helped you grow as an individual? and even as a leader at Young Brands. Yeah, it gives you a different lens. It's the lens around, you know, we're so focused on uh, what we do in our companies. And when you say, okay, great, let's extrapolate that to the industry as a whole, it just changes your lens. It changes how you think and dream and scheme about what you do and how you go about it. And the thing that it's done for me most is help me understand how big of an impact this industry truly has and the impact that this industry makes on people holistically. Many, many people have started out in this industry, and when you talk to them, they've never forgotten some of those basic skills, life skills that they learn from getting into this industry. Right. And so for me, it is about making sure you keep the right lens on, which is, yes, you want to stay focused on making sure you make your organization the best you can. But how great can you have an impact on humanity? What's your legacy? Mm-hmm. And the NRAEF is creating legacies for people, for industry, 
and for communities. And so that's what it's helped do for me. I'm excited about the future of the industry. Um, I'm excited about, you know, the things that I'm seeing, pro start students in action, hopes, participants changing their lives, truly changing their lives, welcoming our military heroes into the industry and seeing them create their legacy, not just in the military, but now on the industry. It just makes me feel honored to be chair of such an incredible organization. And for me, you know, now when anyone asks me, I proudly say that the foundation is fire. <laughs> Ooh, <Whoa>. we love that. <laughs> You're very hip, James. Very hip. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so wonderful to think about what you learn and how those lessons stay with you. I want to close by sharing something that was shared with me by Noah Rosen, who is a graduate of ProStart and also a founder of a company, Forge to Table Knives. Noah was a student at Johnson Wales in culinary education, and he was searching for the perfect knife. He wanted the perfect chef's knife and he couldn't find it. And so like all great entrepreneurs, he figured out how to build it. And through his partnership with some blacksmiths, started the company Forged to Table Knives. Although for all of you who know Noah's story, and I know Kent and James know Noah as well, it's not surprising because Noah tells the story when he was a high schooler and a student with ProStart, he and his friends started a restaurant. So they're in high school and they've got this restaurant that I think was only open on Friday and Saturday nights. So they were fairly limited because of their school schedule. Although I don't think that the limited schedule hurt their word of mouth or buzz about their restaurant very much, because I understand it was always totally booked out. But Noah shared this with me. I had asked him kind of to talk about some of the lessons that he learned in the restaurant business and through ProStart. And Noah said to me that the advice he has is always ask question and take leaps. You never know where your career will take you. The industry is vast and you'll only find more opportunities when you take leaps. Volunteer at food and wine festivals, get involved in student organizations on campus, stage at a local restaurant. If you're headed to culinary school or any college for that matter, join extracurricular groups. There will always be time for parties and studying, but the knowledge and connections you gain through student organizations will double the bang for your buck on tuition. Not to mention you'll make friends along the way and graduate with more opportunities than you'll know what to do with. You know, when he said that to me, I thought, what a great lesson for someone to say yes and take those life opportunities. And I think all of us would like to believe that ProStart had at least a little bit of an influence in helping him understand and know that truism. Absolutely. Yeah, great story. Kent and James, thank you so much for being our guest today on the Order Up podcast. Always wonderful to be with you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. It's a great opportunity. Thanks. Did you know the National Restaurant Association produces and hosts several webinars each month to serve and grow the industry? Topics ranging from hiring and workforce, food safety, DE&I, and the most relevant policy topics for restaurants. All previous webinars are also available for on-demand viewing. To learn more about upcoming and recorded webinars, please visit restaurant.org slash events slash learning. Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. 
Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.